This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I was a bouncing in and laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we just hang on. But I can't recall a What's up, guys? This is episode number 43 of the Always Race Day podcast. I'm Connor Ferguson here with Josh Gerlach. Gerlach. Garlic? Not garlic. Gar- uh, Gerlach. <laughs> You almost got me. There's a few different ways to pronounce his name. Uh, this is presented, uh, as always, by the Carlotto Group. You can join or you can uh, visit Carlotto.com. Uh, if you're looking for a vehicle to get you around the country, it could be to work. It could be back to your house from work. It could be up to the, I think they're playing the Saddle Dome tonight to watch the Stars play the Flames. A game kicks off uh, or puck drops in about 25 minutes here. If we go long enough, I will get nervous and uh, just start yelling obscenities at my phone, uh, of which there is no volume to. So, you guys, uh, let's go you're, blues. You're counting on Josh. Just, just cheer for Josh to keep me going here. Um, and we got a big, uh, fun interview with Ricky Weiss. He kind of cuts out a little bit. We apologize for that. I don't ever want to tell someone like get out of the room you're in um, because it might just end up not being better and it's it's a big hassle uh but you hear you hear every word that he says and there's one question at the start where i have him repeat his answer but it's all good we recorded that a bit ago um you guys will enjoy it he's uh he's probably one of the nicest drivers you could talk to uh that race cars in any capacity so josh how's how's your night going how'd the race go you just did an eye racing thing yeah, I was first loser. Got uh, got P two, so not too bad. Hey, and I do have a plug for Carl Auto Group, by the way. I forgot to mention this the other the other podcast, but uh, my wife is a customer of Carl Auto Group, and uh, and our buddy Matt Morrow that used to race down at Knoxville that Davey Heskin drives for now. He uh, he hooked us up, so it uh, yeah firsthand experience with uh, with Carl Auto Group has been great. That's awesome. Shoot, I'm just gonna have to start bringing up her stories then. There you go. Making her story. <laughs> bring her on <laughs> that is I've, that. <laughs> I've seen i've seen that i've seen the the michael jordan i'm back and uh anything about the hoosier tire shortage that's all i've seen on twitter the last three weeks yeah yeah there's <laughs> been a fun place <laughs> uh speaking of of females doing well kaylee bryson is throwing a wing on it this weekend in pennsylvania for the team that uh dominic selzy drove for last week Awesome. That's that's good. She's gonna win a USAC race this year, midget. I, I'm gonna. Yeah, if they don't call that now, they don't rain out the entire schedule. Pretty much on pace for it. What, weather's looking good. Let's, then you got. Uh, keep then you got. Crossed. Then you got guys inadvertently sliding people and racking them under caution. It's like, what are you doing? That was unfortunate. <laughs> that was that sucked because that was gonna be that kid's first win too, right? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough, man. It's it's tough, and um, you know, you and I both pay attention to a lot of different series, and I don't think it can be understated like how much different it is in any capacity of any kind of cars we watch. I don't know if I worded that so poorly or very well. It's either one or the other. But uh, the the unique thing about USAC uh, in the midget tour is just how long it takes them to get settled down under caution. And when you got some guys that think it's going to be easier and some guys that are like, well, I'm going to keep going a little bit uh, just in case someone runs in the back of me, you know, that's, that's a problem. So I don't know how you fix it. I would tell guys to slow down sooner, but. It's tough too, when you're on the smaller tracks too. I mean, they, they make it look a lot easier than it is. I mean, I would just tell them if you see the fast. yellow light, take your foot off the gas. Like that's it. That, t- take your foot off the gas pedal right then yeah. at that yeah, moment. but if i do if i do it faster than you then you're coming i mean stuff happens quick 
It's spin unfortunate because out, out JG's if you need. JG is one of the best too, and and you don't see him make mistakes a lot like that very often. Right, and I, that's what everyone was like tweeting mean things about him like the entire night after that. I'm like, I don't think he did that on like you gotta no. You know, is he gonna hand over eight whatever? What did he win for that? Two thousand. Uh, he's not going to give away his winner's check because he's not being paid oh. like that. USAC does not pay no. worth a dang. You know, no. you're there to win the race. You're not I, there to. I mean, I should stop trying to avoid like cussing because I cussed at least twice during the Ricky interview. We're keeping this PG tonight. If we keep the first part PG, it doesn't matter between this part <laughs> and the Ricky part. I don't even know what I said. It was like one thing. It's not important. You guys will enjoy that interview, though. He so seems we, like a really cool guy. Well, we were going to record at 8, and he texts me at 7.15 and goes, I'm ready now if you're ready. And I'm like, does he not understand time zones, or is he just ready early? Like, you got to figure this wow. out. That's rare. You're lucky he wasn't like, yeah, sorry, I can't do it. <laughs> That's what I hate is like, because um, it's, you know, I tell people like, hey, we got this thing lined up, and then sometimes it doesn't go through, and I have people mad at me about it, or people that just don't listen if they realize that that guy's not on. And it's like, shoot, man, we're trying here. <laughs> if y'all are drivers or know any drivers, let me know. They can come on anytime they want, as long as they say something funny. I think drivers have a pretty good sense of humor. You need to get uh, Danny Dietrich on. That would be uh, that would be. I should. He called me an idiot the other day. Is that right? I didn't see it. I went back and looked at his history too. I didn't see it. So I don't know. Oh, someone, someone told me that he said that. I haven't looked at his Twitter ever. I, I try not me. to read. I read too many Facebook comments and I read too many stupid things. And then like Danny Dietrich's Twitter feed is like above all those. It's like dumber as like, as, as dumb as you can get without being a formula one fan. I mean, if he called you an idiot, that would be probably one of the nicer things that he could call you. So, I mean, that I, would be a I don't market myself as anything but that. <laughs> I mean, you're a, you're a Dallas Stars fan, but uh, anyway, we can move past that. It's okay. We've, we've been to a cup in the past two years. I don't know if anyone else has. Yeah, we won one in 2019, but uh, we're here to talk. <laughs> okay, about let's, not, uh, let's, talk about, let's talk about the history <laughs> channel. Come on. It's way too long ago. I don't think I was in puberty in 2019, man. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Knoxville this weekend, the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series got rained out at Eldora, as did the USAC non-wing sprint cars. Um, so... You expect um, at least the open schedule guys uh, that are going to come down to Knoxville. I know Ayrton Jeniton is definitely going to be there. Uh, the normal stars, uh, Brian Brown, Davey Heskin, Carson, and Austin McCarl, Ryan Giles, all those guys. Um, plus, Kerry Madsen and Aaron Wrights will have already announced that they're coming to Knoxville. Um, and Houston's opens the season on Sunday. So we're looking at who's coming. Um, who might come that races with the World of Outlaws regularly uh, this Saturday with it being a Saturday, Sunday, Knoxville, Houston's type of weekend. Uh, both races paying five grand. So we'll see who comes. I haven't heard anything on anyone unexpected coming. Uh, I know David Gravel has a kid on the way. I know Brad Sweet flies home a lot to spend time with his family in California. Um I don't believe Noah Gass will be here. I don't think Jason Sides will come with his driver search. What's going on with that? Uh, there, there's a lot of teams to pick and choose from. I don't think the Shark guys are going to come because they're going to go race up in Pennsylvania next. And it is interesting over there. So it's definitely it's interesting. In and I think, I think if anything, we'll see some World of Allies guys run Pennsylvania this week. Well, because you have the Houston's, uh I can't think of the name off the top of the head, but the big show towards the end of next month, too. So, I mean, that could be a, a thing to tune up. You have a free weekend, you know, hit Knoxville, hit Houston's. It's and it's the Maybe that could sway some people to come. It's the Houston's High Bank Nationals is what it's called. Yep. We'll I do there. know. Yes, we will. Always race. They will be there. Josh and me uh, will be will probably be on a podcast hammered at some point. I'd be disappointed yeah. if we were not. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, June's going to be lit. Uh, we'll have the Eldora Million. We'll have uh, the Brownells Big Guns Bash after that at Knoxville. Um, and then Houston's obviously after. Is the Midwest Swing, where do they go between that? Do I know? I should That's know. That's a good question. 
every time I have the World of Allies schedule up, I close it out. And I have that that document that has all the every series that we follow. And I yeah, just I, mean, I, I always close out of it. Um, looks like right in June, um, like All Stars, I know. They'll be oh, in yeah. Ohio for a lot. And then Allies are in Wisconsin before that. Yep. And then after they go back to Wisconsin for that Cedar Lake deal. So, uh, but we will have all of that. Um, so two huge, well, three huge, I guess, race weekends in Wisconsin. Um, and then IndyCar in Iowa after that. And then Knoxville Nationals a month after. So I'm Gotta excited. Down. Finally getting going. It's nice. Weather looks good for this weekend. Well, we're due for the nicest summer we've ever had. Sign me up. It has I'm been ready. it has been way too shitty. I hate how many races are getting rained out. I hate the know-it-all commenters that are like, well, they could have showed up on Saturday and rain. No, they couldn't. You're the same <laughs> guy that's going to complain about how high the gas prices are and then not realize it when you're making this argument. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's hard to convince 20-plus guys to show up when the, the, the forecast looks horrible, but... And I know that uh, the at least Hoosier Tire Midwest um, concerning their sales at uh, Knoxville is not going to be willing to sell more than one set of tires to people. I don't know. I don't know about the three tires that you don't care about, but the right rears for sure. Yeah, and I, I can't remember if it was you or, or where I had heard this. I, I heard that there was a pretty big amount that had been made available to the World of Outlaws specifically. Hopefully I'm not spreading fake information, but I, I believe I saw that somewhere. So hopefully from, that, uh, from the that thing, gets resolved. From, yeah. From the things that I have been told, um, I would conclude that from those things, but I haven't heard that directly. Yeah. That would make sense from the things I've been told. Um, and got, yeah, uh, I've, I said on here a couple of weeks ago, like, I don't want to deceive anybody or, or hype up our news and, you know, here's this, big thing we're going to break tomorrow or something like that. I'm not trying to do that. It's just from what I know, I can't, I, I don't want to say like, I've heard the same thing Josh said when I haven't. So. Yeah. And you're obviously a, a lot more plugged in than I am. And, and, you know, stuff like this is still super fluid, you know, with, with. Oh, it's always, every, it's always changing. World, going it's, through something, and, yep. it's something different every day. The, I mean, I was talking to the guy at Bristol and, um, so I guess he was talking to my dad and he's trying to, he framed it as like, oh, well, it's not really the material shortage. I, we just can't find people to work. I would assume that's the Midwest guy's problem since he doesn't have any tires left. And I'm like, first of all, one guy sold his entire inventory. Uh, it, it seems like you still have some tires to sell, <laughs> but it's like, how are you blaming like the worker shortage? I just, I don't understand. I, I get that it's yeah. a part of it, but this dude's like completely trying to rub it off. Like it's not their fault. It's like the nylon shortage is the reason, right? Like, yeah. so don't try to, gotta, I'm not, I didn't I, cast blame, I, I guess. I don't, I don't want, I don't want anyone to take that the wrong way. I wasn't saying it's Hoosier's fault. The nylon shortage is the issue, but it's a, it's a material yeah. shortage. It's not that they don't have enough employees that make tires. Um, he also said it takes six months to train a guy to make a proper tire. Any, I just, I believe this deep down in my heart. Uh, if you can do it in six months, you can do it in four. If you work hard enough. So <laughs> however yeah. you incentivize your employees to make them work harder, you know, give them a little extra bucks. Tires went up. Maybe wages will too. Hopefully, but we'll see. Yes, time will tell, I guess. <laughs> best best answer for that. We'll, we'll, we shall see how this goes. Sorry, sorry if y'all took any of that as politically charged. It wasn't. So one instant thing. Josh, Josh just rolled his eyes at me and flipped me off four times. That was that yeah. was for Damon. That was my, my eye roll for Damon. <laughs> Damon is uh well, he's not doing any bowling stuff, but he's he's out with some friends. I, they're preparing for a bowling meet for sure. Uh, well, good luck boys yeah and girls i'm not sure who who's doing what but i'm not i'm not either but i know they'd kick any ivy league school's ass damn right all right um some other stuff happening this weekend the world of ls late models are up in wisconsin tonight um we're kind of recording through it and it's tough to follow because they don't 
they're not showing USMTS, the modified series that doesn't really have engine limits, I think is how I would describe it to the common race fan. That kind of sucks for them. I, you know, I, I don't know of a different series that matters in any way that race and dirt broadcast for, but due to contract obligations, and I don't know if this is through like a fault of dirt vision or if it's the, the thing that streams their modified series, but they can't show any of the modifieds. Kind of like when, when you have the, or had the Eldora deal with USAC and I don't remember which series where it had to switch okay, back so and forth here's, between here's my, yeah, So here's my opinion on that. Flow has series that people watch. I'm not saying people don't watch USMTS, but aside from that, below that, you don't have much top tier stuff. And if you're, if that's going to be your flagship thing, I would absolutely accept a three day deal. However you get it done to show it on dirt vision. So people can see how fun these unlimited modifieds are rather yeah. than the normal ones you see that are limited. And I think it's really stupid, uh, to first off be on anything other than dirt vision and flow. Aside from, I mean, race XR, I'll throw race XR in there because they're what they're doing for drivers and stuff. Ricky talked about them too in his uh, interview with us. But if you're on anything other than those three, really dumb. Just, I, I don't understand the move. I would switch. I would get to one of those three, any of them, whatever one makes the most sense to you. But you're not, I mean, like I've always said, do more, have the support series be a national tour that people care about and follow, right? That will, uh, help you, that will help you out a lot more if you could create something that's like the NASCAR Xfinity series or the truck series that races with you and people like to pay attention to, like they're trying to do with the extreme series um, over there. And if you're going to race with the outlaws and not be on dirt vision as USMTS, then why the hell are you there? Yeah, Honestly. it makes it tough. And, and Sorry I mean, to it, come it, off so harsh, but it's just like, come on. And it, it's probably ultimately up, you know, down to the the dollar. You know, obviously these companies want to make make money, and it's it it's all a money to, thing. Yeah, I do want to. It would. Be I probably called too many people stupid there, and I'm <laughs> interview. I'm interrupting you now 17 times. No, you're fine. I, I was just going to say it would be interesting to just hear kind of a little more of the the background that goes on, and I mean. I don't know how much details, you know, anybody could get there because you're talking about business, but um, it, it would be interesting to see, you know, like what the, would you say USMTS? Yeah. You know, if, if they're getting a bigger cut, even just being on a smaller quote unquote, smaller streaming platform than what they would maybe get from a dirt vision or flow. It's not good. I, I think you and Damon just talked about this recently too. It's not a good viewing experience. It sucks, you know, no. having to, to either flip back and forth on a, on your app, on your phone or on your TV, you know, unless you're lucky enough to have multiple TVs, you know, that's great. Can you imagine but if, if we're, if we're like retired, like old beaten down people like Todd Blythe is that always just <laughs> couch potatoes every night, maybe like you take, you take some three chi and you're wanting to sit there and enjoy the show and you got to keep getting fun. up and changing it. Like there's no way you got no chance of making it to the game. No. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's plenty. I think they would even acknowledge that it's not a good viewing experience, but you know, I it's, think it's if I was in, without knowing the numbers and without knowing the, what do I got? What should I say? Like bashfulness or like arrogance? I don't know. I don't know what I would call it, but without knowing any of any of the background information, I think you're a fool to be USMTS. If you had the opportunity to be on dirt vision and expand your viewing platform, you get anyone there hooked and you got an extra subscriber or two. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know what you're expecting, but if you're going to run the same weekend as them, you might as well do it. It's a fair question. You know, is, is the, the loss of some revenue, you know, worth it? If like you just said, if you can get more eyeballs and maybe, you know, snag some, some more fans that the next time they're in your area, you know, you might actually go and watch them and, and be aware of that. But right. Well, when I, when we were tricky. creating, when we were creating the website and talking about what series we're going to follow, um, so like Chris, okay, I'll start with the one that's on topic, then I'll get to the other one. Uh, but Chris was like, you got to do USMTS. And I'm like, what, what is that? I've never heard of it. Right. And I, I will tell people all the time. I am still a newbie. I've still learned stuff every day. Uh, but I, now that also 
makes me like better at my job. I would like to learn stuff every day. Right. There's also, to be fair, there's also a ton of, there is a ton of series out there. Yeah. Uh, but that's, I mean, that's part of my job too, is I try to tell you guys what's really big and what's not, you know, and there's 50,000 to win for the outlaws late models. The Lucas show got canceled. I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple guys show up on Saturday of this Dairyland showdown thing. I don't think they're doing a multi-day format. Do you know, I don't think they are. I don't think they're doing qualifying nights. Um, I, I, but as you know, I am not very, I don't follow the late models very closely, right. but I did see that they, they're racing tonight, tomorrow and Saturday. So I don't know if that's all one that's, big program or how that's broken up. I think it's, I think it's just every night. They just, you know, boom, boom, boom. And it's all separate. So 10 K tonight, 10 K tomorrow. Uh, well, you're listening to this on Friday, 10 K Friday and 50 K on Saturday night. Um, of the five lapper. Yeah, up at uh, Mississippi Thunder Speedway, I want to say, um, which not in Mississippi, a little bit confusing. <laughs> so Chris, when we were doing the site, Chris hates ARCA. He hates like everything about it, um, what what they do and stuff. And he, he refuses to acknowledge that there's a lot of guys that drive ARCA that if you put them in a Mercedes F1 car, they could easily win a race. You're talking about the Venerini Racing Series, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. That we've seen like three independent teams like outperform them and then never have the funding. Be, like right. it's it's like you get the results, but it doesn't mean shit because you don't get anything out of it. Yeah, it's. I think, I think Mason Mason awesome. Mitchell Mason Mitchell got like a Dodge car, like just a a drive around car, and that was like it's like if you sell that, then I guess your Arca Championship's worth twenty five k, but. <laughs> I don't know, you know, probably 60, I, whatever, whatever you would sell that for, but you'd, you'd have to go through the process of selling it. Um, and it's just like the purses on the Meyerly, like it doesn't make sense to do it. And at the same time though, you gotta have those young kids race on those tracks. But, uh, we've talked, we've, we've heard a lot about formula one this week being in Miami, being the United States race feels like code is going to feel less special feels like las vegas will still be big because it is las vegas um what what do you think about this weekend in the miami grand prix there's i saw one journalist from an f1 journalist uh, complain about his hotel being set at 65 that's not a temperature that humans rest at apparently according to him um so real shocker to my system I guess I'm not a human. Uh, yeah, no um, shit. I was like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, and he had the I, rainbow, uh, he had the rainbow flag in his bio. So maybe he's like a warm huh. sleeper. Like that's fine. Uh, but come on. Yeah. Teach their own. I mean, I, the, <laughs> the only thing I've seen about the F1 race is their little fake water. That was interesting. Um, maybe, maybe you should get Todd Blythe on here. He's a big F1 guy, right? I'm going, I'm going to, at some point, he goes through spurts where he likes to be on Twitter a lot. And then he doesn't, I don't want to bother him. He's my favorite Iowa state athlete of all time. Favorite, probably, probably close to favorite athlete. I mean, Ricky Weiss has done way more in my life than Todd Blythe has. Uh, same with the <laughs> sprint car guys. Um, Todd's kind of a shell compared to them, but I, I appreciate Todd. I've won like Todd's six fired. Six Heisman trophies on NCAA 2005 with Todd Blythe. So I was just giving him shit in case he listens. <laughs> Josh is like shaking his head. He's like, no chance. <laughs> we'll put that. We'll put that in the preview. No, but uh, I did like the fake water thing is weird. I hate that. I hate. All these guys are uh, Bernie Ecclestone, which he's like big in the FIA or F1 or something. And he was saying like, oh, it's getting big here. Like, we'll see if it gets stupider. And I'm like, dude, you guys like designed a racetrack with a chicane on pit road that you someone put out a tweet that was like this ought to shake things up. And everyone loved it because, yeah, it should shake things up. But it's the incompetency of building a racetrack that you put a fucking chicane on pit road. The entrance to pit road. I mean, I'm sure it's tough making a street course and trying to plan that out and all that, but well, that's so, fine. But it's pretty easy to start with. Like, what do we need on this course? Let's talk about like a straight pit road. You know, I, I start finish line in the middle of a straightaway and uh, no chicane on pit road would be my first two options there. And maybe no fake fake oceans on the track, but we've hit two of the three of those already. <laughs> so 
I don't know how far we're going to get in my, my demands. So for a, for a non F1 follower, who, who do we have that would be favorites down there? Oh, well, it's a new track, you know, but I, you go with Ferrari and Red Bull this season. Those are the fast cars. Um, and George Russell is cute. So naturally we're going to go max Verstappen first. Uh, and then you pick Russell to podium, not to win. I think, and if you pick Leclerc to podium, if you find a place you can parlay that podium, I would be very, very confident in your picks. And if you don't like Russell, if you don't think he's cute enough, you go to Lando Norris. You put all your money on him being cute enough. So it really, it really just depends. So you're snubbing the greatest driver in the world, huh? The one that finished 13th the last time? The greatest driver in the world. Kyle Larson's not in the race. Oh, yeah, my bad. Yeah, you know, it's okay. We'll we'll adjust that. <laughs> we'll cut that part. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh man. I guess I'll, I'll pay a little more attention. I'll, I'll mark those down and see how close you were. Give me a follow-up on the, the next pod if it's after that race. Yeah, no, we'll definitely do that. We're gonna get Josh on more. Uh you guys tweet me if you like Josh or not. Just I need like out of t- just tweet me a number with no context and we'll go out of ten on how Josh is doing. Only nice things though. If just skip it if you don't. If yeah, if it's, it's below nice. a six, don't even bother messaging. Yep. Hold on here. I'm getting the uh I'm not gonna create a free account. I'm not on a website that anyone knows of. Oh my goodness, Josh. John Klinberg's already in a fight. The the this game started like a minute ago. Oh, I love this. Oh my God, Josh, he fought, Klinberg fought Matthew, uh, Matthew Kachuk. Hmm. Hell yeah. I hope he won. Let's see what happened. Well, Kachuk was throwing, throwing hands all night. What, uh, what was the thing? Oh, he's offsides by a mile. Hmm. Thank God they scored. Uh, and they, they're calling the goal off now. Sorry for, sorry for the live action, folks. Hey, always hockey day here. <coughs> oh, my. Okay. Our correspondent on the scene, uh, Josh Betts, says that Kachuk went after Klinberg right on the first shift. I would like Kachuk to uh, meet Jamie Benz's uh, right fist. That would, <laughs> that would make my night. Uh, other than that, we have a uh, <laughs> throwback race at Darlington. I'm trying to get josh back on my screen jeez that was 45 seconds in the game i hope that was entertaining for you guys i i'm just reacting naturally i i'm a very nervous hockey watcher it it pays off so we're helping you then because you're not watching so you can lower the anxiety a little bit no i mean i i just need to figure out if i'm sitting on a door or not and then the new anxiety starts about which door i'm going to sit on if it can hold my weight or not (laughs) <laughs> have i been working out enough lately and the answer is usually no but we'll find a door i feel you so throwback weekend for nascar darlington is the last thing i want to touch on um you have a favorite throwback scheme out there i, I probably got to pick william byron's jeff gordon throwback yeah i mean it's hard to beat the um track house ones those ones are, are pretty badass. Yeah, anytime you throw back to Dale Earnhardt and not have Teresa sue you, it's it's got to be a win. <laughs> that is true. But yeah, those those are probably my my two favorites. I think uh, so. Hendricks obviously won five of the first eleven races. Um, what do you think? Now they they don't have any active winners of Darlington. Chase Elliott almost won. Kyle Busch took him out. We remember that. Do you think they break that streak this weekend? I don't know, man. It's, uh, I mean, Larson was there last year. He finished second twice. Um, it's going to be tough to beat him. They've just looked so good. I'm just looking through some of the, the, the couple of races last year. And I mean, Byron had a top five Larson. So they had two of the top five in the, in the first race. And, um, you know, Larson was second again in the second one. So it'll be hard to bet against them. It'll be curious though, to see if uh, the Toyotas step up, get swept them. Last I year. am interested to see just like, I Dover eight up tires, right? What the hell is Darlington going to do? Hopefully the same thing. 
it's uh, yeah it's it's one thing if it's the same thing if we get the same amount of caution it's because we're changing tires so much and the wheels are falling off like i'm gonna be pissed about it yeah i mean as long as it's not an an indianapolis issue which i don't think would probably be the case like from however many years ago but i i actually was not able to watch the dover race but yeah i heard that 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 was a little bit of a of an issue but well it's just i mean like it wouldn't be too many cautions but it turns out to be when you have that wheel issue the with the wheels falling off yeah I, yeah i mean it adds like three <laughs> cautions to the race yeah that's not good you're just like are, have we made progress on this can we like make a statement can we do anything that like gives me some hope that it might be better soon yeah and is it an equipment issue or is it just a you know a person issue well it's not um, a person issue at this point it can't be there's no way like i i will take it to my grave that like smart people work in nascar you can't be dumb and work in nascar be. yeah you can make I, some dumb decisions but you I gotta see, be pretty smart to, to i do say that stuff. with with a journalist that that tweeted something about the hall of fame that happens um i'm not gonna mention her name I'm not gonna do that but i know who you're talking about yeah that was yeah i I don't think she uh anyways i think most people that work on the teams are very smart uh and there's no way that the tires are just falling off because they don't know how to they're not they're probably misthreading them uh and that's like you know you're 50 50 at that every time you put on a tire but i don't know if even 50 50 is the right word for that but you look at it and it's just happening to too many teams that we can't keep having crew chiefs that are suspended for four weeks because at some point we're just going to have all the crew chiefs suspended i'm i cannot talk tonight i swear to god um but it's it's annoying because you're adding cautions to the race that are like debris cautions that you needed to make it more entertaining 10 years ago now we have your stage breaks Yeah, yeah exactly yeah so I don't know. I just want to see something done about it to help alleviate it. And I don't yeah. know what the answer is, so I feel bad for suggesting it, but do something, and, please. And I don't think you can really change the suspension piece in the middle of the season because then you're screwing the guys that had, you know, people get suspended early in the season. So you've already tied your hands if you're NASCAR. Um, you but think- yeah, something, something needs to be done. You can't be having multiple wheels falling off every single race. It's, it's not safe for one. And then it's also you know clunking up the race and and extending it much much longer do you think there's a chance they take the side of like well yeah we've we've fucked so many people over except we need to fix this and we're not doing it anymore so everyone that has been suspended for four weeks can come back at this date like it would be the week of that they announce it and then i mean people will be pissed but i mean i that that would be that would be better than just letting it keep going and I, you know, yep. it finally happened to a big team and Joe Gibbs racing with Denny Hamlin. So, yep. I don't know. Ho- hopefully it's something that, if, you know, if they can't fix the problem in this season, you know, it takes some time over the offseason, get it right and, and make sure that it's not an issue going forward. Because, like I said, the, the last thing you need is wheels flying off at, you know, 150, 60, 180 miles an hour you're asking for trouble. And, and if, if it's happening more and more in races, that's just more of a chance that they could get out of the track and really cause some, some problems. Right. And they've got to be looking at it already. There's no way they're not. I mean, yeah, they, they would be very, that would be concerning to me if they were not. And I think that it would be even more concerning if you're in that industry too. Absolutely. Uh, Josh, was there anything we didn't touch on that you want to touch on? I don't think so. Unfortunately, Mother Nature took quite a few uh, things to talk about this weekend away from us. But uh, yeah, no kidding. It should be a fun week. It'll be good uh, getting out to Knoxville this weekend, catching up with you in person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can't, can't wait to see you. I did bring one question from the audience. All right. In-studio audience question from a guy named Thomas. He's from Winnetonka, Minnesota. He asked, if you could punch any driver in the face, uh, dirt or asphalt, who would it be? And you can't pick Danny Diedrich. <laughs> oh man. That sounds like a loaded question. I'll let you go first. Oh, no, it, it was, it was a specific question to you. I've, I've talked to him about this. 
Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I don't even know what uh, I named him. I forgot already. <laughs> I'm a lover, not a fighter, man. <laughs> I, I'm not going to, th- I won't throw any bikes at anybody. Someday, I'll, I'll someday we are going to get a guy on here that hasn't listened to it or hasn't listened to our podcast. <laughs> and he's going to, he's going to take the question and be like, yeah, probably Kyle Larson. Love to punch that guy. And it's, it's going to be like the biggest listen to thing. Not that I'm like asking for clicks. I just think it's funny watching people's response when they start to think about who they would actually get in a fight with. The uh, best part, the best part is, is most of them that we asked will tell us afterwards off the record. And it just the, yeah. like those responses are funny enough. Well, and you probably get a lot of the same uh, answers too, depending on which uh, which series it's, you're talking to. It, it uh, I'll talk about sprint cars. It has deviated quite a bit. Really? You okay. would be surprised. I'll tell you about it this weekend. Uh, all right. And I'm good. sorry to hide that. I, you guys got to understand. I don't ever want to do that. But I mean, seriously, I cannot like, that's like, one be, that's, that's I, I will tease. I will tease that, that it's just, it's funny hearing these guys. And I cannot tell you what they say, who they say um, and all that. I just, you know. Hey, tweet, tweet at us what, what your guess is. <laughs> tweet my list. I'll just, yeah. you know, driver by driver. <laughs> love it all right thank you guys uh for tuning in i'm gonna go watch the rest of the stars game we uh just went on the penalty kill because the calgary goalie chose to be a douchebag i guess so i don't know how we got called for the penalty we got pushed into the guy you gotta be kidding quit breaking the rules man these refs are soft dude there's too too many men called twice on tuesday Hey, did you see the? I understand that the the day is themed after the number two, but you cannot Brad Keselowski the entire damn game. The first Blues game of their the series with Minnesota, it was awful. There was I don't even know like five penalties. It felt like in the first period. That's what my Minnesota friend said, and then you guys completely botched it yesterday. Like, what's the goalie thinking, letting Erickson X scores that easily? Yeah, as he completely is an ankle breaker. He was he was almost as bad as he was good in the first game because he was lights out. Do you feel confident that they can come back and they'll be fine? I mean, our defensemen have been decimated with injuries. That's going to be tough. They're, Minnesota's good. And uh, so your excuse is injuries? I mean, shit, we lost. Okay. Uh, my, well, okay. Well, I just want to, my excuse is like we have two of the worst defensemen in the history of hockey. Well, we have Nick Letty who's out. Robert Bertuzzo got hurt. He took a puck to the freaking face last night. That looked bad. And I think somebody else is out. So I don't know. We'll see. Hope for the best. Going back to St. Louis, I think tomorrow night. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they show up. I'm just praying every game that one of the two guys that I hate watching play for the Stars get scratched. And I, I hate being that fan that picks out a player on a team he hates. But it happens with all my favorite teams that are super good. It's like there's a guy that like I can't stand. And by the time they get to winning a championship, uh, that's only the Cubs, by the way, only the Cubs. And then, but the, by the time they get there. Uh, David Ross is hitting a home run and now he's the GM and I love him. Uh, but I speaking hated, of, speaking of, of good baseball teams, the Cardinals are up uh, one, nothing right now. So oh, that's good. Go. I, I don't watch baseball anymore. So, well, that's your Cubs fan. So that explains a lot. Yeah. Uh, the White Sox fans try to think that they got something on us. And I'm just gonna be honest with you guys. The Cubs have not lost a game to the White Sox in six years in which Tom Ricketts was not the owner. So, all those games in between there do not count, just so you all know. You heard it here first. Man, we covered a lot tonight. This is a very enlightening podcast. Should I talk crap about Kirk Cousins or? Oh, that, that's a good quote. We'll if, I get hit, next time. if I ever get hit with a race car, if I die, I die. That's, that's my ode to Kirk Cousins. We've covered every big, big four sport. <laughs> Go Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, y'all, for tuning in. Um, and after the break, uh, you'll hear Ricky Wise. All right, guys, we're now joined by a very special guest. It is 2019 World of Outlaws Late Models Rookie of the Year and the owner and driver of the uh, sniper, ch- sniper Chassis house car. Is that right, Ricky? It's yes, technically sir. technically a house car? Yeah, you might as well say where the hell's car. <laughs> you cut out there for a bit. What'd you say? 
Yeah, you could say we're the, we're the house car. So, so Ricky is uh, currently taking the weekend off, um, getting some extra maintenance done after Bristol. Um, I got I got to ask you again, man. Your biggest win with Sniper chassis uh, has it kind of set in? How's it How's it feeling? Did the phone start ringing this week? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of people are they're always watching, you know, they're watching and uh you know, it was just kind of one of those weeks that we got back at it and um Josh has really been working hard in the shop here getting everything washed up and uh we got a real big week coming up this week. So, you know, we we might we might go racing on Saturday if weather depending on you know, how we don't we didn't want to go up to Mississippi Thunder and um go run three nights and then have to truck all the way back to charlotte and um we got a couple things we want to do there on monday and tuesday so uh we just got to kind of think of best for the team and um I th- we got a real good hot rod out in charlotte last year we went out there and i know we were doing track record times and practice and everything so uh we're, we're excited for that and we just want to we want to regroup with everything and, and come out strong are you looking at running the flow racing night in america speed week thing next week you know, I'd love to. I mean, those are some good tracks. I like the black dirt and everything, but um, we just really, uh, with that XR deal, it's just tough to beat. You know, the pay is great. The people are great. The promoters um, just got to really support them, and uh, they're giving back to the racers, and that's what everyone's begged for, you know, for multiple years. So, uh, you know, when a, when a deal like that comes out, you got to support them as much as you can, and, and hopefully they continue it for many years on. Gotcha. See, I just tabbed over to my schedule, uh, and I completely like glossed over the Colossal 100. So that's on me. <laughs> I, th- I assume yeah, yeah. that's where you're going. But uh, no, Ricky. If you guys don't know Ricky, uh, super good dude. When I was first getting into late model racing and stuff like that, Ricky did a phone interview with me. I think you were on the phone for like 20, 30 minutes, like explaining just bullshit to me uh, about what to understand about late models before I watch them. Uh, But one of the few guys uh, from Canada that ended up being a dirt racer, it just seems like all you guys from uh, up north, like end up being super good. What's the secret to that? You know, uh, I don't know if there's anything different in the water than you guys drink, but uh, I just like to say, you know, the ones that uh, make it through it, you know, really got pride. And we we really uh, we really take everything we do and try to make it, you know, the best we can. Maybe it's because they lock us, you know, in a shop with uh, ten feet of snow and we got nothing better to do. But uh, no, we just. Um, Ever since I've grown up, I've, I've always been a race fan and uh, watched my dad race and um, worked on it as much as I could, you know, after school, went up there and worked on his car, worked on my brothers and um, just slowly grew into doing it myself. And and uh, if you ever asked me when I was, you know, in my teenager years, if, if I'd be doing this full time and doing it for a job, but, you know, it's just really a dream come true and um, we're just making the best of it. So, Ricky, what uh, what does a win like winning at Bristol do for not only just your individual season, but for a company like yours trying to get off the ground and stuff like that? Um, it's huge, you know. Um, if anybody's really been following our our program, you know, last year we had probably one of our you know most frustrating years, and they're going to come. You know, I've always said this sport's a roller coaster ride, and um, for us to become you know, winless and, um, you know, doing our own deal. The people that know, they, they know how difficult it can be, you know, building these cars and getting in them. And, um, it just makes it tough when you're the only one out there. And, um, until, until we start figuring out and running strong, you know, I don't blame people there. These things are so expensive nowadays that they don't want to spend the money until they're proven. So, uh, you know, I think they're the last, this whole season a little bit last year you know they started to prove themselves and um and the people that are really watching are, are the ones that uh you know want to join our team and um we've, we've been in communication with a few and i know a lot of guys um picked up some cars this winter and we went testing with them last week and um heard nothing but great things so excited to hear some feedback from those guys and um i think it's only going to build the sniper chassis bigger and better What's the uh, what's the roster look like for for those listening at home? Who's uh, who's running the sniper chassis right now? 
Um, Shane Edgington ran real well last year in one of our cars. We had him. Um, Jeff Massengale, he's been, you know, working with JR quite a bit, and he's had one. Um, brought it up this winter. We did some updates on it. Um, you know, we got Nick. Um, he He's... Uh, He's coming on. He got a brand new car this winter, and um, he's he went out testing and he did he really liked it. Um, he went out and won a heat race by a straightaway. We watched him there, and it ha happened to rain out. But I know uh, they're going to redo that that feature coming up a little bit. I think that was in Davenport, Iowa, and uh, I really think he's got a great shot at winning that. And you know, to to enter enter your first race, win a heat race by a straightaway, and, you know, start on the front row for these cars. I think it's really just, you know, putting the sword in it and uh, just can't think, you know, Jer, back of the shop, he's been working his butt off over there and uh, Brandon Bender and um, Cody Weldner. He's been really good. You know, those guys, we got a small group of guys, but I'm um, very passionate and very, very into the sport. And, you know, we're just every, every time we, uh, pick up the phone you know there's another guy that wants more and more and i just can't wait to see what the season brings do you want to give us a name who's the big who's the biggest star that's rumored to maybe pick up a sniper chassis soon i i don't i don't like to give i don't like rumors you don't have to i'm just screwing with you <laughs> until i hear it three times it can't be true you know so uh you know, a lot of people like to keep that kind of thing a little bit of a secret. So, um, you know, there are, there are always are tire kickers out there, and uh, that that's the sport we're in. So uh, you never know until uh, we're putting the final lettering on it and it's out the door. So this is a big one I've been wondering, and this you could consider it a favor from me. And people that do favors, I'll probably just buy them a lot of uh, booze, honestly. But could you do a video of you cutting uh, a ton of fruits in the air with your sword from Bristol? <laughs> in the air yeah i think i think you could do it you got the hand eye for it for sure yeah i i would i'd probably try it you know what, <laughs> what's the what's the worst if it wasn't already screwed to the wall you know maybe we could do something <laughs> you already put it up Damon. so you talk about you know working these cars obviously to just the casual fan we just assume you roll out the you roll out the chassis off the back of the truck put it out on the track and let it ride there's a lot more underneath and and within the within the tubing kind of give us you know in layman's terms essentially just to some of the the general audience or or people just getting into late model racing what what actually happens with with your guys's cars I mean, it's huge. If, you know, if anybody was ever interested, we just say, you know, come on by the shop. And um, if you've seen our equipment and uh, you know, what, what, what we stride on, if you ever met JR and I, um, you know, is, is, is very particular and, you know, Cody's the same way. So is Brando. I mean, everyone that's, that's been working on these things, these things are, are very hands-on and they're very, they want it done, you know, right. So we're not cutting any corners from the moment it comes off the, you know, the frame rack, it's the exact same tubing. It's, a, you know, it's the same brand, same thing, the same, you know, get CNC bent notched. And uh, we do a couple, couple different ways of um, relaxing the tubing in the jig. Um, you know, that'd be kind of something you just want to see rather than talk about it. And, um, you know, all, all that is key to, to producing the same car back to back to back. You know, we, we're not one of those people who weld, you know, one or two cars a day and we, we stride on, you know, perfection takes time. So, I mean, we could probably get a frame done in about, you know, 10 to 14 days. And, uh, that just means something, you know, that, that everybody's heart and, heart and blood, sweat and tears are, are into these cars. And, um, we just try to do the best we can with them. And, um, I think, uh, now we've finally proven that, you know, they can run up front and run with the best of them. And, um, I think the more cars we get out there, the better, the better we're going to be. And, you know, so yeah, that, that's kind of that, but, um, just, just like I said, you know, those guys back at the shop, they're just a great group of people and, um, we couldn't do it without them. So. Hey, real quick, I grew up a NASCAR fan, and then I kind of shifted 
you know, I, I enjoyed sprint cars on dirt more than anything else. And then I've, you know, dove headfirst into covering every type of dirt vehicle that I find interesting or the, find the drivers talented um, in sports that like mean something. But what what is a jig? Because Bobby Pierce mentioned that to me. I have no clue what a jig is. Um, our jig is probably, I would say, one of the nicest in the sport. I mean, um, it, it's basically, you know, there's there's different ways of doing it, it, but in very short, quick terms, it's basically a table, you know, with a plate of steel on it, and or there can be an I beam jig. But regardless, it's it's got clamps, you know, it's got ways to clamp the tubing in the in the jig and produce you know back to back the same frame you know so if we take their our frame out of out of this jig we know how to build it it's got about i would say probably 50 to 70 fixtures on it that all are removable you know because you can't have all those fixtures on it and just go to work you know you gotta go step by step and and do the same thing every time to produce the same car so you know you start with your frame rails and then you, you know, just, it's, it's like putting a puzzle together, but, uh, it's basically your instructions for that puzzle. And then, uh, we're sitting here, it's, uh, May 5th, the day we're, uh, doing this interview, uh, it'll come out tomorrow. So don't take that into account, I guess, but, uh, like 36, 37 days until the Eldora million, how, uh, how excited are you to have the opportunity and know that, you know, you, you have a chance to win a life changing amount of money next month. It's huge. I mean, we, uh, I was just talking to Jer about it, you know, what, what we're thinking on our engines and, uh, obviously winning a race like Bristol is, you got to it, you know, that, that was our big motor there and big builds a heck of a motor. And, um, you know, we really got to think about, what and we're going to run there what power we're going to run there and um you know it, it just it, it'd be unbelievable if a small guy like you know us could could get that done but i, I think in the same sense we got a really good shot at it so uh we're just excited you know we went up there a few weeks ago and uh just decided to pull her in because uh you know they put new dirt on the track for that big race and um it just wasn't ready you know the weather didn't crop cooperate for them and uh they just didn't get it rolled in in time you know to beat that but uh now that they had that one race and i, I know they sheep sweated it and packed it in and it'll be fine it's just that first race after the new dirt so uh, we're excited to go there and uh hopefully we can keep our momentum going until then and and uh yeah i just i, I see big things for our team in the future is it is it kind of nice or or more of a relief that you guys can kind of pick and choose the races that you want to go to and and is there like certain races throughout the year that you know if you were tied down that you'd miss out on that maybe you want to you'd want to go to otherwise no it's been it's been really big for our team you know we're uh if we need a week on weekend off you know to uh maintenance stuff and get back ready again then we can do it. You know, uh, if we decide to go run with Lucas, um, they always welcome us. If we decide to run with the outlaws, it's same, same deal. So, uh, the XR deal is just really, we're kind of focusing on that right now with the pay and, you know, the start money and, um, all that is just really, really been huge for our team. And it's taken a real big, you know, stress load off our shoulders that, you know, if you're not running good, all oh, you got to drive down the road about, you know, six, eight hours to track that you, you haven't had a good result in and, you know, it just drags the team down a little bit. So, uh, we just decided we're going to do this deal and pick tracks that we're good at and, um, our results are shown. So more and more people in the sport of late model racing have started doing that with the emergence of XR and how easy it is, how many big money, I don't want to say easy, uh, but how many big money events and opportunistic it can be to running an open schedule over, choosing a tour to run with the whole season. Do you think we'll ever get back to a point where there's one dominant tour that all the top guys in the nation are running? Um, I, I don't know about that really. Um, I think you're going to start to see these other series. If not already, their eyes open up and go, wow, like 
you know, the rumors are out there that they're not going to be able to continue doing it, but everybody knows that our sport has become around, you know, pay-per-view and social media and all that. And uh, it's just grown our sport to a point where, you know, if the people don't feel safe to go out, then they stay home and they watch the races or, or if the weather's not good or if it's too far to travel, then um, you can watch it just as good from home. So, you know, the XR deal is, is giving back to the racers and that's what all we can ask for as a racer. And um, I think these other, these other series are going to, they're noticing, you know, so um, if they don't jump on ship, I think it's only going to hurt them more. Do you think that the, the social media side and the pay-per-view side is helping open open the eyes of the other series? Or, or do you think that maybe they're they're kind of turning away from it at the time being and then hopefully turn around to it at, at, in the future years? Um, I think that um, – I think they are helping. Um, you know, I think they are – like I said, I think they are noticing. And um, if they don't give back, I mean – the drivers are going to go to the people that support them, you know, just as fans should, you know, go to sponsors that support racers. And that just makes, you know, the world go around and without the sponsors, you know, there wouldn't be any racers and without the racers, there wouldn't be any races to watch. And without the fans, you know, it, it's just a big group that we all got to stick together and help each other out. And um, I think the more that people show that they're helping, then the more that, they they got to give back absolutely and uh all right this one's out of left field ricky i was reading your uh bio on your website um and all, all the things you've won over the years there's a lot um i gotta know what's a super truck is that like the stadium super trucks that robbie gordon runs no that's like uh like a um, craftsman truck series but on dirt oh it's a, so it's a dirt truck yeah. Yeah. That's what I started on. Uh, my dad started racing in them for about, you know, seven years or something like that. And then my brother raced for a couple of years and then uh, we dumped ship and decided to follow their footsteps. We got, we got to get you uh, right at uh, Knoxville for the NASCAR truck race. Mm, that would be cool. Dad. I don't have any, I don't have any connections, but I'll do my best. <laughs> do your best. See what, see what you can come up with. Damon, send that tweet to the Ream brothers. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. They like to debut people there. They do. They do. Um, shoot. Uh, you're from Canada. Uh, you like hockey. Dana told me you're a big Jets fan too, right? Oh, of course. You got to be if you're Canadian. I've, I'm sorry for I'm the only Dallas Stars fan in Iowa. Uh, there actually, there's actually like three or four, uh, but I only see them at the hockey games here. Uh what, what do you think of the Stars game tonight? I need to, I need a vibe check here because I'm getting nervous for it. It doesn't start for another two hours here. So that's why you wanted to do this early, so you can get ready for that. Yeah, I, well, early, I don't know. I, I have a terrible sleep schedule anyway, so yeah. Well, uh did they win their last game? I didn't even follow it. Did oh, they, Calgary, uh, the shots were 12 nothing before Dallas put one on net. Uh, and they about tied them in shots. The re- like, the shot total at the end of the game was about tied. Uh, and Calgary scored on a power play goal from a one-timer from the same side of the ice. So the goalie just didn't see it coming, went right under his glove, uh, Ottinger. And after that, no one scored again. It was one nothing the whole game slugfest well uh, you know i i can't i can't say much because i i don't know you know i i pretty much with our schedule that i have a hard time <laughs> even just following the jets but well uh, gee ricky we brought you on here for hockey talk come on yeah no i i do the best i can and i mean if if i don't know what's going on i got um dana my girlfriend or my mom or my dad or her mom, we got too many fans back at home that uh, definitely fill us in. If it ever if it ever works out and the Jets are playing in Dallas and you're running in Texas near the same time, we'll, we'll go. There you go. There you go. Figure out something like that. Um, so the other question I had, and Damon, if you have any more, fire them off after this, but – uh, when you watch the races at home, when you're in an off weekend, is there anything you can pick up on film? Like, 
I mean, I guess c- comparing it to like a football player or a hockey player, uh, what guys are doing, how the track's behaving, stuff like that, or do you just watch them for leisure, just see how see how the guys are going? No, I'm definitely one of those guys that are you know zooming in, re- pausing, replaying, going back. Um, pictures are, are more my thing. I'm I'm that guy that goes on Facebook and zooms in to a wheel well or zooms into this. And I mean, there's games to be had for sure. You know, people will do some crazy stuff just to take a picture of it and and get guys like me, but. uh, All right, guys, we lost Ricky for a second here. Damon, how's your day going? Well, it's going good. Oh, there he goes. We got you back. back. Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, I look at pictures and uh, that's more my thing. I zoom in and try to look at different body styles and what you can kind of learn and who's fast here and who's fast there. And But, uh, no, as far as on video, um, that's more track, you know. If it, if it looks rough on TV, it's definitely rough in, in person. That's that's for one for sure thing. Is there is, is there any other vehicles on dirt or any other cars in general that you'd like to to jump in anytime soon if given the opportunity oh, give me ricky at the knoxville nationals that'd be awesome be cool I know Glenn, Glenn has a car i don't know if i could do a sprint car um that's a, a whole different ball game i think uh brandon overton showed that at uh charlotte last year and you know these things just are totally different compared to them um not saying that i wouldn't try it Uh, i think i think that would be kind of cool to you know say you've done it but um just a little bit out of my realm i guess you might as well say (laughs) absolutely what what do you think of you know, we've seen Kyle Larson, if you count him as a sprint car guy, uh, Tyler Courtney, um, obviously a number of others that are going to go up and try to win that Eldora Million um, and go against all odds. What do you think of all the sprint car guys trying out lay models uh, and run them with you? Um, I don't know if you'd call Kyle Larson a sprint car guy. He's kind of a jack of all trades. You might as well call him. <laughs> um, but the rest props to them i mean uh good luck kind of uh, i think it'll be tough for them you know to to make the show that that's going to be one of the toughest shows you know to make everybody uh everybody will be giving it their all and um i just think it's going to come down to those heat races but i mean same sense you could have the top three drivers you know take themselves out and fourth place could win that heat race and start on the pole feature. So um, props, you know, for them to wanting to try and, and giving it their all. Cause I mean, I sure as heck wouldn't go enter a spring car race for a million dollars. Or two million <laughs> if it was that, if that was the case, well, I think if we're raising one for 2 million, I will find you a, a car where it's not going to be an A main car. It'll be a D main one, but we just want to see you there. Yeah. Well, I'm in the same sense. I'm, I'm too competitive to, uh, you know, <laughs> go out there and, uh, be that f- field filler. I just, uh, anything I do, you know, we give it our all and, um, just one of those deals. So, all right. Now there is a right answer to this question I'm about to ask you, but what are, what are your thoughts on inverts it's a topic? I'm very passionate about. Will they run inverts at the million, by the way, I don't know on that yet. Um, it depends where you're at and what track you're at. Um, and I've always said, don't invert more than you're going to transfer. If, you know, we go to Knoxville nationals and they invert six or eight and they take four of the heat race or they take three. I think that's really, really stupid. Um, I like, I think we're, we're a healthy compromise there. Cause I hate inverts. I think, why did we just qualify all the race cars? If we're going to send the fast ones to the middle of the pack. I think and I, I, I get it. You know, they're going to, they give you points and it's more points to qualify, but you could give me a hundred more points. And then if I don't make it out of the heat race, now I got to go, 
run my stuff through a B main that's more lap. So it's more, you know, more in everything. Um, the invert's really, really going to be hard this year for the simple fact that we're on limited tires. You know, if they're only going to give us two tires for the feature and now I got to go run a, you know, 10 extra laps in a B main, well, now my right front or my left ear is going to be 10 more laps older and good luck trying to run through the field. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they got to take that into consideration, but they probably won't. Damon, you got any more, any more for Ricky? Yeah, I was going to ask, obviously outside the the big money race with, with the Eldora million, is there any other race coming up on the schedule that, that really stands out to you or you're looking forward to going to? Yeah, there's a couple, you know, that I've, haven't been able to go do due to our schedule in the past few years. I'm pretty excited to go to Wheatland. Haven't been there in about um, five, six, seven years. Um, Batesville, never been there, but you know, that's kind of one of the tracks that I've always wanted to go to. Um, and there's a, you know, there's a few more Cedar Lake where I feel like that one just got away on us a little bit last year. And um, you know, I'm excited to go back to Knoxville and um, there's a few, few more I'm probably not thinking off the top of my head, but uh, I think uh, we'll have a good shot at them. Awesome. Thanks, guys. That was uh, that was Ricky Weiss. Uh, we appreciate him taking the time, and uh, hope you all enjoyed this one. You can catch him next weekend running the Colossal 100 with Race XR. Thank you.